We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hey, hey guys, I actually forgot to message you guys on the live chat and ask you if you guys can hear that okay. I've been messing with the tap, the sound all day today, and it's been good, it sounds like. It was good, we heard the anthem today? Yeah, maybe? Yes? Okay, good. Um, and while we wait for a few more folks to get in here and Shaka to get here, I'm going to remind you guys of what Kitty said about keeping our guns, because we are talking about these red flag laws today. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the food storage supply. I'm reading it like I don't know how to read it in order. Food supply shortages. We're going to get into that. And then we're going to get into the Constitution today and talk about that and how it's why it's so important with, when it comes to these red flag laws and how these red flag laws will affect us. And then the, the food supply, what's going on. <clears throat> Guys, uh, if you think that the government's against you and they're burning up our food, I'm, uh, you, I'm, I'm telling you that we have intuition as people for a reason. Are we going to be able to probably necessarily prove it and, you know, have, no, they don't want us to know, but we're going to get into that. And it's not just happening here in the United States. If you guys have seen that it's been happening globally. Um, so let, let me remind you with some kitty right now real quick before we wait for more folks to get in here. One moment, please. We also have gun control. The government said that children were playing with guns and we had hunting accidents, people accidentally shooting each other, and we had criminals again, murderers. The only way that they could track the murderer was by the um, serial number of the gun. So bring your, your gun to the police station, then we can register the serial number and we can track the criminal. And we thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. So gladly we did that. Not long afterwards, they said no, it did not help. We could not track all the criminals. The best way to have no more crimes and no more people getting hurt, bring your guns to the police station and they already know who had guns because we registered our guns. Keep your guns and buy more guns and stop. 
and stack up on, on your ammo. A gun is no good if you don't have any ammo. Dictatorship did not happen overnight. It took five years. From Five years. I'm going to keep playing it, but it took five years. And I'm going to be playing her over and over again, you guys, because... It's happened somewhere else. When people are warning you, we got to listen. I don't know why people think, oh, no, it's not going to happen. Just like with our parents. They, they warned us about certain things, and we turned around and did the same thing they did. And we're like, well, I see why you said that now. Okay. You was right, Ma. You was right. You was right, Dad. Here you go. 1938 until 1943, we had a full-blown dictatorship. Had we kept our guns, we would have fought a bloody battle to the last men and women to keep our freedom. But we had no guns. A classic example is in Switzerland. She said, had we kept our guns, we would fight a bloody battle. How are you going to fight the government back? How are you going to fight anything or protect yourself, defend anything, if you don't have anything to defend yourself? And it's, just, it's crazy. I, this didn't come from me, but I've heard where some people were like, you know what? How are you going to defeat white supremacists, right? If you, uh, if you don't got any guns to defeat them. If the white supremacists have all the guns, then what are you going to do? Shoot, what, slingshots at them? Your bow and arrows? What you going to do? I don't know. It, it's, just, it's just crazy to me how people think that guns are just so bad in the enemy. And that because the government told them, but it's crazy because people say they don't touch the government or the media, but yet they really actually do. I'm going to let her finish. I'm going to let her finish. We have like 23 seconds left. Hold on. It is law that everybody has to have a gun. And Hitler took every country in Europe except Switzerland. And Switzerland did not have a war for more than 600 years. Hitler never tackled Switzerland. So keep your guns. Keep your guns. You heard her. Thank you, Kitty. Last I checked, she was still alive. I would love to meet her one day if I could. I think that would be so amazing. That's a goal of mine. I would like to meet her. Um, What's up, Shaka? How you doing? Oh man, um, let me first be a gentleman and ask how you. Doing. I'm doing pretty good. I had a very productive day, um, guys. If you're on LinkedIn, I'm gonna put my link in there. I, I'm back to active on LinkedIn, so I'm gonna I have a page for the constitutionalists on LinkedIn and everything. I want to get active on there too. There's business people over there, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to be tapped into LinkedIn. And, um, I have some people coming next week. We've scheduled for Tuesday for some other people to come on and be guests, special guests. Uh, Tuesday and Friday so far um, of them coming on. And then uh, I'm really just looking in, into, like, I really want to make sure we get out and do this uh, movement and everything for the... Um, the Constitution Store of America. And um, it's been a little slow, but I think I'm going to start picking up when I start hitting up businesses and things like that um, to help fund this adventure. Because, you know, I get it. You know, sometimes, like, I, I, I have this stuff on the website, which I need to add here, www.notpoliticalproperty.com. Um, for anyone who wants to get involved, uh, I understand times are hard. This is a, a, Times are hard, but, like, 
it's hard not to get out there with no gas money, you know, um, you know, so, and to do other things full time takes away from doing this. So I, I really want you guys to look into um, possibly being a part of that because this is a movement, a real one, not ran by the Democrats, not ran by the Republican Party, by us, because like I said, I'll tell you all over and over again, this is about this movement's for the people and it's going to be by the people for real. So I'm optimistic, Shaka, and I'm really excited to keep moving forward with everything. But I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm blessed. Well, like I said, um, that's all that matter. Um, I want to <laughs> say, you know, thank you for everybody that came in today as far as um, down at the listeners. Uh, for those that's going to be the callers that speak. Uh, please come up and uh, thank you as well. Um, I think today is going to be, uh, I have my excited days and then I have my eh days. Today is <laughs> I'm more excited uh, mm-hmm. to actually talk about it because uh, I'm getting more people that don't deal with politics, um, you know, as far as hitting me up, want to ask questions, um, mm-hmm. starting to see, you know, starting to see uh, a connection between what we've been talking about for years and what they see today as far as in their face. Um, so I've been excited as far as, you know, for once, um, you know, cause sometimes politics and everything else, it, 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 it got dull moments. Um, whenever I'm talking to people that that's not like-minded, I get excited with that because, you know, us all talking in here, um, I see a few friends in here that that's we also politics. Have- um, Sorry. But, you know, like, all right. Oh, <laughs> Once you got kids, you know, when you hear something, you just keep talking. <laughs> okay. It don't, it don't, trust me, it don't do anything. Once you got kids, kids pop up like pop down, jack in the box and, and cut you off. So that doesn't, uh, do anything. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a lot of people that, um, you know, as far as dealing with politics, they don't touch it because, you know, the Democrat versus Republican mindset has, uh, poisoned a lot of folks. Um, so now you're starting to see people from the other party, um, you know, as far as um, Democrats actually paying attention to what's going on and what's waking them up more is the food um, shortage and the price of living. Um, you know, so once you start tying the price of living and the food shortage and then, you know, the weapon grabbing, now the puzzle piece, um, you know, starts to paint itself. So um, I think we're in good we're in good um, standing right now. So. Uh, anybody that's down there, uh, thank you for being here. Um, the host, thank you for being as well. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Well, I'm happy that you're excited and optimistic. I am too. It, I I don't know. I feel something in the air. I feel something. You know, I, I've been I've been telling folks, man, I feel like something major is going to happen soon, and it's going to be good. And I, I can't explain it. I can't tell you why, but I I, I it feels like it's going to be a good thing. Um, but like I said, it just it takes it. it we'll see. And I, I don't feel like it's like going to be far away. I feel like it's around the corner. So I don't know how you guys are feeling, but yeah, tell us how you all are feeling in the live chat too. Like we engage over here as well. So I want to hear your, your all's perspectives. But I'm going to read some um, comments real quick before we move forward. But um, okay. Um, I saw that John said, I need to talk about today's Supreme Court ruling. Good win for us. Definitely. Well, you'll, we'll get you up here for that. Um, but Shaka, so I I kind of really want to get into the red flag law discussion uh, first. Um, 
what 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 is it that with uh, in in Nevada? Do you hear any noises or any other states or anything talking about fighting this? Because when I talk about going against both the Democrat and Republican Party, they're one side, and that's it, and it's them against us. I really haven't seen, unless I missed, it, I haven't really seen any states make a stand like. No, this is not going to happen. We're not going to stand for this. Like I've been seeing states stand for trying to kill babies still. Um, you're not going to see that right now, um, mainly because a lot of people are not aware of it. Um, they're scaring people with these mass shootings. So it's like, oh, if we had the red flag law, we could have stopped this person from shooting up the school. Um, you know, blah, blah. The, the same, you know, cookie cutter response that they always have. Um, mm-hmm. When we're dealing with, you know, um, gun control or which I don't know what gun control actually is nowadays. Um, you know, they they distort it so much. You know, it's like uh, we got we need financial control, not gun control right now. We need you all to get y'all stuff together. But for the most part, um, they're not talking about it. And that's the scary part because yes. they're cl- they're muddy in the waters with these mass shootings. And then they're using the mass shooting um people or or the, the perps as if we had red you know um red flag law we could have flagged this person to stop this so they're not i'm just gonna go straight to the punch the red flag and i gotta do this because i'm gonna feel awkward if i don't the red flag law is to stop veterans um i'm not a vet uh, you know like i said you know let's be honest a lot of vets are seeing what's going on a lot of older vets are starting to, to notice what they've done as far as in other countries as well. They're starting to piece together, um, you know, the takeover. So if they can start going after the vets, um, I, I honestly believe those that serve will be the ones that uh, push us to stand up as far as, you know, on a, on a you know, uh, donor friends or the right to bear arms type of um, uplifting. It's not going to be a regular person that's just talking about, you know, Matt Gates or, or, you know, Maxine Waters is going to be a vet. So what do you do? Any strategies of war, you, you try to go after that front line. Um, you know, the, the front line is always the line that you want to knock off the infantry men, the people that's the, the, you know, boots first, first, first boots on the ground. Those are going to be the vets. Um, man and woman. Uh, it's a lot of women that's pissed off lately. Normally I tell women to back off, but I can't tell them to back off when we have something that's so pivotal and so important uh, that, you know, like I said, it's just, I can't tell them to, oh, just ignore it and and take a chill pill. Um, So the red flag law is something that they're implementing. Um, A lot of people are not paying attention to the insurrection, um, the January 6th stuff. Um, That's not for Trump. If they can, if they can make it, make you believe that this is just a Trump situation, then they won. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for people that's going to step up. And um, have y'all looked into Ecuador today? I personally haven't looked into that today, but if you guys have, go ahead and drop some emoji so we can see that you are, we're on the same page. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I just don't, I don't watch, think so. I don't watch just America because America's always last. I watch mm-hmm. what goes on in other places because they it's test runs over there. So in Ecuador, um, the people stood up and they're basically taking over all government buildings right now. They they economy uh, collapsed, so they're taking over all all governmental buildings. They're taking it over. They know that's going to happen here. They know it. 
So they, they stage that, you know, it's kind of like a two birds, one stone situation. Um, let's, let's target, let's target it, you know, the MAGA folks. Let's keep it, let's be honest. The mm-hmm. MAGA folks, you know, are going to be the only people that actually even think about taking a stand or fighting back. Um, period. Uh, so let's demonize these folks. Um, you know, it's the old playbook that they used, and I want to talk about that when we start talking about the Supreme Court. I'm not going to uh, cloud up the situation. But, no, no. Uh, hey, go ahead. I'm going to bring up the Supreme Court decision um, that was 9-0. and 0. So you go ahead and bring up the Supreme Court because I'm pulling it up right now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, no, I'm just saying I don't want to muddy up that, but it's like with the Supreme Court situation, uh, with the gun, the gun snatching, the red laws, the Supreme Court um, situation, the insurrection um, talks, uh, the, our financial dollar crashing, uh, price of living going up, uh, food shortages, like everything that you named as a topic. Mm-hmm. Those, are, those are the blueprint. That's, those are the recipe of taking over. That's a recipe of us taking over. A lot of people are not watching China. Um, they're going to create this fake war with China and we, eventually we're going to get invaded and everything else. Uh, Taiwan and China are going to have it. And then Joe Biden going to pretend that he's being tough. Now we have war with China, not knowing that we can't go to war with China because that's our main distributor and, uh, you know, food distributor and everything else. We can't go to war with them, but they're going to make up this little fake war for those who are not paying attention. And those, you know, we're going to get invaded that type of way, or it's going to be the UN that steps in. It's, it's those, it's only those two fractions. You got the UN, you got China. I believe it's going to be the China situation with the fight with Taiwan, the fake fight that's going to happen. Um, and then us as allies are going to have to step in and, and pretend that we're doing the right thing and, and whatever. Um, we're at our, I don't like using the last days as a, um, as a catalyst, but I'm saying as far as we're at our last, our last days, as far as either we're going to take a stand or we're going to fall. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not going to, you know, be in a religious talk or anything as such, but either we're going to take a stand or we're going to fall because I think they're trying to starve us out. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to, um, you know, keep us isolated where we can't mobilize and and drive over here. Uh, Gas costs. If you've been paying attention to what the government, the Fed has been buying up all the ammunition. So they say, okay, we can't disarm everybody. Let's buy up all the ammunition. They've been buying mil- by the millions. Um, you know, so it's, it's the writings on the wall is just if you're going to pay attention or if you're going to sit back and pretend that this Democrat versus Republican stuff is actually a real thing and it's not. So sorry for being long winded. I just had to get that out so I can just, we can just. Um, set the temperature of what today is. No, no, you're good as always. See, I, I no. Why do you think that's long winded? That's a lot of long winded yeah, value. I, I the same. A whole bunch of all those conversations are conversations. <laughs> Everything <laughs> we talked about, those are just like conversations. So I just basically try to just um, bunch it all together. Um, you know, as far as and, you know, like I said, as far as I'll wait for um, the gentleman to come up, we'll talk about the Supreme Court later uh, whenever he comes up. But it's like, yeah, they're trying to it's, it's no it's no scare tactics. They're trying to starve us out. They're trying to keep us, um, you know, keep us, you know, I guess you want to say no transportation or, or asked out. And they're trying to take our weapons at that. 
and mm-hmm. get pissed off. They're going they're gonna have legislation for that insurrection stuff that you see in January sixth because the people are gonna uprise and that's what you're gonna see is an uprising and then it's like, okay, this is the same thing we seen for January. And it's like and that's what's in people's mind when uh, actually didn't nobody, you know, go in there to, you know, take over anything or, or to harm anybody. Yes, it was some bullshit happening. Yes, it was orchestrated with the feds and everything else. But they had to have that happen because they know what they're trying to do to us in the state and in the Senate. They know what they're trying to do to the people. So now they got to get in front of us uh, to pretend that they're scared and everything else. Exactly. You know what's funny, Shaka? I hear a lot of people talking about the Second Amendment. What's that noise? Oh, my bad. I was shaking my shaker. Oh. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> I was like, I thought she was laughing. I'm like, wait, why are you laughing? I had hit the mute button and uh, I got my protein shaker. I was shaking my shaker, so I'm sorry about that. No, you're good. <laughs> Now I'm, now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. But I hear a lot of people talking about the Second Amendment, and that's an issue because this is not just infringing on your Second Amendment. Um, but here's the thing. The media and the Republicans they, and Democrats, they always talk about particular amendments, and they avoid and ignore the other ones. Um, so this this infringes on multiple rights that we do have. It's more than just a Second Amendment that that's being infringed on here. Um, I'm going to start off with the Fourth Amendment being one of them. Um, and let me pull up this uh, court case real quick. I have it pulled up. Because so the back here, this was dated back in 2020, I believe. For the first time in 13 years, the court upheld both privacy and gun rights, this time unanimously. Um, I can't pronounce this. I'm going to spell it C-A-N-I-G-L-I-A versus Strums. Nine to zero decision has the potential to create the lasting effects and set precedents as powerful as uh, was DC versus Heller in 2008. By the way, I'm trying. I'm trying to talk to Heller. Um, they're they're on Twitter, by the way. Um, he's on Twitter, by the way. But so I'm. I've, so once you, I have this article. I pull that up, so you guys know there was a nine and zero. I'm surprised there was a zero. That's weird to me. I don't know how that happened. I would think at least some of them, some of them, would have voted a different way, but none. All of them said nine. At first, I saw that. I'm like, I think someone's lying. I looked it up. Oh, it's true. It's real. You know what I'm talking about, Shaka? Have you have you heard about that nine and zero decision um, a couple years back for both privacy and gun laws? I'm gonna try to say it. it's uh, Kangala Kanglia. Let me um, put this in the I, I, I chat. I'm not. I'm not privy to that. So at least okay. situation. So that court case, um, they were actually using the Fourth Amendment as well on why um, they weren't going to uphold. Hold on a second, you guys. I'm typing this in. I'm starting to type what I was saying instead of actually um, what I was trying to say. Um, this is a court decision. Was nine... And oh, so you guys can look up yourselves because, you know, you guys can verify what we're talking about is true. So in this court case here, I'm going to also send you guys the document and put it in the the chat as well. I just I'm trying to coordinate between my phone. 
think, well, you know, I'm just going to steal the one that Robert gave me because it's already right there as soon as I clicked on my phone. So you guys can take a look at it yourselves, that court decision. It's in here. Boom. There you guys go. So you guys can take a look at it while we're, we're talking. Um, so the Supreme Court of the United States, so they argue back March uh, 24th, 2021. The decision was made May 17th of 2021. Um, during an argument with his wife, Petitioner Edward, I can't, I'm going to say C, I can't pronounce his last name, placed a handgun on the dining room table and asked his wife to shoot him and get it over with. His wife instead left the home, spent the night at the hotel. The next morning, she was unable to reach her husband by phone, but she called the police to request for a welfare check. Um, the responding officers accompanied C's wife to the home where they encountered C on the porch. The officers called an ambulance based on the belief that C posed a risk to himself or others. C agreed to do to go to the hospital for um, psychiatric I can't say it. Sorry, you guys. My bad. Evaluation on the condition that the officers um, not confiscate his firearms. But once um, C left, the officers locate and seize his weapons. I'm going to say he, guys. I keep using his last name. Um, He sued and claimed that the officers had entered his home and seized him and his firearms without a warrant in violation of his Fourth Amendment. Right. Um, the district court granted a summary judgment to those officers. The First Circuit Court affirmed um, the court's decisions. So this, they went to, it looks like they went through the appeal process to get to this point. So I'm going to stop reading it for a second. So I actually know this. I have, um, I have people that I know personally who are in law enforcement, and they have witnessed when people just do basic welfare checks when cops try to do too much and go out of their way. That was a welfare check, if you were catching that, what they were describing it. So that they went through his home, and then I guess they took his um, gun, so he sued them for that. Um, there's this, this mindset. We have been conditioned to believe that if the police come knocking on your door or they pull you over, you just have to comply, and that's it. Because that's what they want us as a collective to do and whole. So I, like, I myself, personally, a little guilty. I'm a, I was a little guilty before about some things. Like, I'm just like, well... I, I'm not going to sit there and say comply because it can be anything. And then someone said, well, you should just, just complied. But I like to ask questions. But it's kind of hard to sit there and try to ask questions, decide something based off one video, what happened. But at the end of the day, there should be very minimal reasons why a cop should pull you over or, or, or go through your vehicle or go at your home or take anything. Very minimal reasons for that. But it's gotten to the point where it's so frequent and it's, it's we're all okay with it. Honestly, like, you know, back during the Western days, if like the sheriff pulled up on her horse or whatever, and they're outside, the whole, the whole town is looking, what you doing over here? Who are you? Why are you here? Now it's like, oh, that's normal. Just go in their house, do whatever you want to. I'll go back, eat my waffles and pancakes. You know, we've gotten so conditioned that that's normal. That's not normal and it's not okay. And... Looking at these decisions, another thing, too, is the court is supposed to interpret the law, and that, that's pretty much it. Sometimes these things turn into law, but I, I don't recall this turning into law like, you know, Roe versus Wade, because um, I, I, I didn't really hear about this ruling until recently. Um, I think it's interesting that they pick and choose what court cases they want to try to use it as if they are law. 
Um, let's keep let's keep scrolling. And I, I want to tell you guys real quick. Let's go back to our Fourth Amendment, and I'm trying to explain to you like why that's permission. That's uh, so important. Let me get off this one. I'm on the wrong amendment. Hold on. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches, seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall be issued but upon probable cause, supported by oath or um, affirmation, and particularly uh, describing the place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. So we just read that court case, what happened to him. Now, if... They're going to try to use that his wife said that he said he wanted to sh- to shoot him as probable cause. But where is the evidence that he said that? That's here. That's he. That's hearsay. That's not. Did she record it and then show the police? But she she left him with the gun. She said shoot her. And I, that's a, no. I'm not gonna go into that. But I'm kind of thinking if, if someone said they to shoot me, if he tells his wife to shoot him and she just left it on the table and just left. I mean. My goodness, I, I couldn't do that. Like, man, this man wants to die. I'm not going to leave and leave the gun just sitting on the table. It's like, no. Does me that sound like, no, you do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to get messy. But that's a, that's a different part of this discussion. But at the end of the day, I brought it up because that's one of those cases when the Fourth Amendment um, was used. And in A1, we won on that. But all we ever talk about is Second Amendment rights. There's all these other amendments that we have. Go ahead and read the Bill of Rights. It's, it's not that long of a read. Read your Constitution. Read the articles in there. It, you got to start reading it. And heck, um, I'm gonna. So I'm, I want to start handing out some constitutions to people, but I also want to have like my own kind of custom myself and start passing them out. You know, but they're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I might have to give you like. Y'all might have to pay for some of them because that's not free. You know, it costs money. But um, when I can get my hands on free constitutions, I'm going to hand them out. Those will be free. But once I try to get out there to y'all, it's not free. Everything costs money. I, you know, we don't, it's not supposed to be, it's not, it's not free, but it shouldn't be so expensive. But, you know, when you have the government and the regulations and all these things involved, things just get so expensive having access to the constitution, like just in your car, like you next to your insurance. You should have your constitution next to your license or registration. When they ask you for your license or registration, make sure you get that hand on that constitution with it. Have you read that recently? Do you want me to sue you? Like, like people got to start doing it. Stop, like, fine. If you want to comply because you don't want to get shot, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Maybe they'll start reading the constitution then. And maybe the police departments will start training with the constitution imposed to whatever they're trying to do. But, hey, Shaka, I just went a long time. Yeah, someone said the Constitution and the Bible should be in there. By the way, I'm going to be working on some uh, bumper stickers for you guys that says, like, the Fourth Amendment information on there. Y'all stick it up back of your vehicle. So when they pull you over, like, did you see my bumper sticker when you ran my plate? Did you? Which one did you read first? Because um, I, I'm going to sue you if you do anything you're not supposed to do. But anyway, Shaka, how's that shake tasting? Is that shake any good? Did you do a good oh, job? Man, I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> like, he's like, what's that? What's that noise? And I hurry up and like, oh, but um, no, what you said was um something that a lot of people need to pay attention to. Um, I'm going to add on to it because um, in the black community, it's a it's a it's a case that a lot of people ignore. They don't teach us and they don't teach the white community the case either. But this case was brought up um to basically win some of the decisions as far as us keeping 
our rights with our guns and everything else is the Dred Scott case. Um, you know, so you will always hear me say that gun control. I think we talked about it on a couple shows back. Um, I say gun control is racism. Um, it always has been. So um, Clarence Thomas today, um, he referred to the case of the Dred Scott case um, for, you know, for his, you know, defense on keeping our guns and keeping our rights as well. Um, that was huge. I think a lot of people didn't pay attention to that or don't know about it. But um, even on the left where, you know, we play, you know, politics and, and race and on the right, you know, identity, race, whatever the case be. Um, the Dred Scott case was dealing with a man um, that was, you know, during um, slavery at the time. And these are some of the some of the um, his rulings or his, his case law with that is, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it. But um, I think me and you talked about how blacks have to always. Um, so many years, we we got to get renewed into voting, uh, the voting act, and everything that, like that. Oh yeah, um, let me let me tell them about that real quick. Um, I hadn't bring it up publicly quite yet because I'm I'm actually uh, we're gonna put this in a documentary. It's a part of something I else. Say, I still say wait on that, but um, you know, as far as no, no, it's me good. And you, me and you talking about that that time where I was like, nah, it's a it's a, you know, we only get so many years to vote, and then they got to renew. Mm-hmm. Um, renew our our permission to vote, and that's a lot of people don't understand that. Um, when it comes technically, blacks are not citizens per se in America. That's what that's what you know the Dred Scott case and everything else comes into play. But Clarence Thomas used it today as far as um, how they um, kept blacks um, that owned guns after slavery, how they kept us from um, arming ourselves to fight off the government and fight off certain people that were trying to enslave us. So let me see if I got it. I'll be screenshotting so much stuff. Uh, okay, so some of the some of the things, uh, quoting the quote that he used from the, some of the quote he used from the Dred Scott case, um, that blacks were citizens, um, Chief Justice, um, that's what, you know, he had said. Uh, they would be entitled to privileges and immunities of citizens, including the right to uh, keep and bear arms whenever they want it. Um, he also he cited the systematic efforts of, to basically disarm um, blacks. This is Clarence Thomas. Uh, you know, he's he's talking about the systematic efforts to disarm mm-hmm. blacks and black communities. He said, you know, back then it was pistols, uh, muskets, and shotguns uh, were taken away from free slaves, which were black, as such as weapons um, wrestled from your hands um, by lunatics, is what he said. Uh, remind you. Uh, where else is the rest of the quote? Uh, okay, uh, so remind you um, that ties into the red flag laws, where um, at that time period, what they were doing. Uh, so this is the, to defeat the red the red flag laws. He used um, free slaves that were black after slavery. So what would happen was we we would have white families, you know, report that house, um, you know, because the police station and everything else didn't really start. So after, you know, post, you know, slavery. So what they would do, they would report these families and say that they have guns. And guess what? The cavalry would go there and they'll try to uh, either kill them or confiscate their weapons and everything else. So he basically compared um, the red flag laws into the, you know, to the situation of um, post-slavery uh, when blacks were actually, you know, arming themselves to stay out of slavery. So 
I think that was um, I think it was huge for him to use that because what can you say with that? You know, like I said, he proved that you know um, it was systematic racism with taking away our guns, and they continue to do it today. And he's using, and I've been, I told you this on the first show, and everybody got pissed off at me. And I said, I, when I said, white folks, it's y'all turn now. You remember when I said, it's, it's, your, it's your turn now. Now they turn mm-hmm. the board that they use against us to disarm you guys. But Clarence Thomas was, you know, he put it in an elegant way, in a, in a genius way to implement um, the Dred Scott case into the red flag law and, um, and basically the, um, the situation that's going on in New York as well. So uh, I was excited. When you asked me what why I was excited today, I was excited because now you have um, the Dred Scott case. You know, like I said, it blew up the whole case of me actually holding my weapon and us holding our weapons and everything else. You had to go back to post-slavery. So um, sometimes you can't just ignore people's history uh, when it comes to, you know, being in America and everything else. Because, you know, if they if it's done right, everybody wins. So, you know, like I said, as far as they, you know, we're winning our keeping our gun rights because of the slavery issues and proving that gun control was always racist. That's a great reason to be excited. I I didn't know that. Did you uh do you have a link or something you can put in the live chat for us? Yeah, I can find one. It shouldn't be too hard. Um, but yeah, basically all the premises, um, from the Supreme Court winning today where everybody was, you know, glorifying, uh, Clarence Thomas, he, his, his, uh, foundation of his argument was the Dred Scott case. So that, you know, like I said, as far as, you know, you can't argue it on both sides. Why, you know, white folks can't argue, you know, that race was brought in and the left or, or the black community can't argue uh, about us keeping our rights because they used uh, a you know a, a free slave at that time period that uh, fought for his for his rights in the Supreme Court and then you know whatever happened with that that's a whole nother can of worms we'll talk about it another show don't want to um, move the direction of the show but you know like I said as far as liberals can't say anything or the black community can't say anything about gun rights because they prove that gun rights should be for black folks as well fighting the system so um like i said that was genius he put it he put it together genius it is and you know that that art of the the, excuse me the court decision i put in the section for you guys to look at too that link um i need to put where is it where's flamethrowers i think i i think i got a link i haven't read it so don't beat me up no no you're Um, good no, I'm just saying, don't don't beat me up. But it is um, basically what we're talking about. But I haven't, I haven't read the link. Hold on. Okay. No, I I just put this link over here for, that I thought I did that Robert had just gave us um, for this court case stuff. But I guess I did not add it over there. I thought I did already. I'm going to add it over there, you guys. Sorry. Uh, I was reading it to myself, and you guys didn't have it yet. So, yeah, I'm going to send it to you guys. Sorry. And I thought I put it over there, but I don't see it. Um, so, y'all can read it and check it out. But I'm actually going to put that in there and this little article so you guys can read into the 9-0 and zero case. Because um, Clarence Thomas is uh, was discussing, his name came up a lot in that case, talking about the Fourth Amendment. So, you guys should really definitely check that out. 
I'm actually going to send it to you, Shaka, on, because it's right here in front of me. So I can just look at it from my phone and transfer it over to you guys. So you will get a message, but it's not because I'm trying to communicate with you um, right now. There's that one. Okay, real real quick, too, with these red flag laws. Um, I'm going to mention this and remind you guys um, that, you know, they tell you guys that Texas is one of the most amazing places in the world for liberty and freedom. Uh, I'm going to remind you this BS. Uh, Florida has been um, the same kind of status, and it's, it's crazy. And so it makes me really start thinking, like, are they trying to, like, bait people here for something? Like, I should leave? Uh, or something like why? Why are they baiting people here, telling them these these places are so great? So Florida, we we've mentioned before several times that Florida actually has red flag laws, um, and it's crazy that they they act like oh Florida is so so free and they have all these rights and freedoms here. Look at them, they're so great. But they shut down. They did everything else every other state did too. Um, but but uh, they have red flag laws, and yes, they were there before DeSantis was governor. But I don't recall ever hearing him talking about getting rid of them. Or anything like that. And then these people are talking about like as if he's the new savior, as if he is going to be the president of the United States. I, I don't I don't think so. Like you, you in your own state, you haven't done much about these uh, red flag laws. And I haven't really seen anything until his reelection. He's talking about making it a constitutional uh, carry state. But why didn't you do that a long time ago? When you first got into office, you knew your people were their rights are being infringed on. But you didn't. So this is all about politics for you, for me. I get people, y'all love DeSantis, but I love my rights, my freedoms more than people. Um, just like people who are in office who are public figures, not you guys personally, but people. I don't worship these people. You can't be worshiping politicians and public figures. That's how we get in places like this where we we put them above our rights and our liberties. It's not just yours. It's going gonna, gonna to affect your kids, your grandkids. It's going to affect all of them. This money and stuff for retirement and all that stuff. Hmm. You keep going down this route. No. No, no, not, not going to happen. So those links are over there. Next thing, Florida is a trap. I'm see. I think the Texas and Florida might be some traps. I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there, you guys. And I don't know because they're, they've been highly pushing like for con- conservatives. Look at these states; they're so amazing. Come here. And then we had someone put out that um, that there's the major cities in Texas. The mayors have decided as if there's some kind of Congress or something too. Um, talk about looking into putting red flag laws in their states. And I think I just sent that to somebody earlier. Let me um, pull it up so I can tell you exactly which cities in Texas decided this was a good idea. Um, and also, by the way, <laughs> the the guy that I ran against uh, put those red flag laws in and uh, a bunch of Trump supporters voted for him because that's what happens when you don't do your own research. That's what happens when you t- you depend on a party or you depend on groups and um, people's endorsements to tell you who to vote for. Like, don't you think there's a reason why that system was set that way? So that you would vote the way they tell you to. You, you're, oh, they're going to think, they think that they're making decisions for themselves, but they're really not. We're, we're basically telling you guys who to vote for. Same thing in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, in Fort Worth, Texas, actually, the GOP um, up in the forefront, in your face, was pushing for this candidate to win. I didn't I would be like, mm, I don't know. I didn't go take pictures with her, nothing, um, because I didn't. It didn't seem right to me. But um, sh- so she was one of them that signed those red flag laws, that paperwork over there. I'm trying to get you guys the the Twitter link that the he posted. Here we go. 
I want to read this to you. This is a Texas Big City Mayors. Texas Big City Mayors, a bipartisan coalition of mayors from our state's most populous cities, are calling upon our state leadership to take immediate action to prevent the next mass shooting in Texas. They take this stuff and use it. How insensitive. Like people, they can't, they didn't even bury their children or their, or their family members yet. If this was, this was what actually happened, what they're telling us, reporting what happened before you sit there and start trying doing try doing this. This is insane. That's insensitive. That's more insensitive than someone saying, don't take my guns away. Anyways, we represent a, co- uh, a coalition of political ideology and have come together because we know most Texans have a strong desire for common sense. I hate when people who have no common sense bring up common sense. Anyways, reform to protect our children. As mayors, we believe um, the legislators and executive leaders can come together and find the right solutions for Texas. We are specifically calling upon Governor Abbott to call a special session and add the following to the call. Before I I read this, um, these are also the same cities that um, wrote this stuff and pressured Greg Abbott um, into forcing um, masks into going to cities. And that, that's these are not just blue. These are not just red. They, these are blue and red people. These are Democrats and Republican mayors who are saying these things. I know though, back during the mass, them do the mass mandates and all that stuff out here in Texas. Um, the one in Arlington before this mayor, he was a Republican. He signed this to have mass mandates. So you guys, it's like we keep trying to tell you they're the same. They bleed the same. <laughs> Um, evil, <laughs> but um, but this is what they're called. They want to happen. Require a universal background check for gun purchases. Increase the age to purchase assault weapons in Texas to 21. Pass red flag laws to identify threats by shootings. Significant increase in mental health supporting funding. Train and properly resource school resource school safety officers. I think the last thing is the only thing that made sense, honestly. Everything else wasn't constitutional. These reforms, hold on. These reforms supported by most Texans, and where are they getting these surveys from? I'm so tired. People say most people believe this. You can't just say most people believe this, and you didn't ask anybody. Who did you ask? Most people believe this in Texas. They don't. You sound like the people in Congress. You sound like the Biden administration. Would have prevented the shooters in El Paso and um, the recent shooting from obtaining their weapons. All of our communities have support at local law enforcement during these difficult times of civil unrest and pandemic-related violence. Pursuing gun policies that ease access to firearms makes the jobs of our first responders even more difficult. It's so funny y'all care about them all of a sudden when you're talking about defunding them. So I, I'm sorry, you guys. Please bear with me. I have my smart elegant comments while I'm reading these things that I'm saying out loud to you because we're talking together. Um Families are asking us how many more shootings must happen before we act. The communities, they listed and named all the communities where they had these shootings. In response to mass shootings, oh, here we go. In response to mass shootings, Florida passed red flag laws, and we can do the same here in Texas. Before I keep reading, Shaka, did you hear that? That was Shaka. No, you did not. When I when I press the button, it got a, it's a delay. Um, oh, as as if I'm not click I, on the draw, if, I gotta have my finger. Like whenever <laughs> I want to speak with you and you saying something, I gotta have my finger ready to hit like like Family Feud or something. But um, I'm a, I should make a sound effect before I say your name. So we have time. 
but did you just hear what we were just talking about red flag laws in Florida? By the way, I didn't read this part yet until I talked to you guys. Yeah, red like flag I just saw the I just saw the names at first. Everything everything that we're we're, we're seeing, and I'm gonna say this: this is just me and 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 my views, nobody else's. Um, all this is staged. We have no is no politicians in there. For I told my people that's in here right now. If I'm lying, I'm flying. I told them about DeSantis about three years ago. I said they're gonna they're gonna prop this dude up to either be you know the number one you know president you know candidate or the or the leader of the GOP or they're gonna do him as vice president. Um, you got to understand that they give you something to to attract you to that person. They're giving us DeSantis. If you like him mm-hmm. or not, their their hand they're they're giving us. Oh, look at this. This is they do it in sports. They do it, you know, anybody that watch boxing, they 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 put this dude on the pedestal, basketball pedestal, and it's like they're they're hand picking who we're going to choose next and who we're going to love next. And honestly, like I said, all these politicians are involved. Um some they disagree on certain little slight fundamentals on things, but for the most part is nobody is nobody fighting for us. Period. I don't care who your favorite politician is. You might mm-hmm. have one. Um, I like one politician, only one. Which one? Which one? You already know who. Is it? Is it? Is it Thomas Massey? Yep. Oh, yeah. And, that's that's and, the one. And I'm and I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, the more that I look at Thomas, and then when I watch Trump try to get him ousted, a lot of people forgot Trump went after that dude's neck for no reason. He went after his mm-hmm. neck and tried to get the party to go after him. It, and, and now that I'm sitting back watching stuff, I said he was the only one talking about the Constitution. Yeah. Like Thomas Massey is the only one talking about the. This is why I challenge people to start watching their floor speeches. Don't just don't just watch CNN or uh, or Fox and, and a hot take. Watch their whole speeches. They got to go to the floor and then they they do they you know little eight minute speech, twelve minute speech, or or rebuttals or whatever the case be. And I seen that Trump was going after him. Now that you know, I brushed myself up with uh, more of a Thomas Massey stance, and I said, "Why would he go after this dude? This dude would seem like he'll be, you know, teamed up with Trump if he's really for the Constitution." But you know, like I said, we are where we are, and it, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not here to make you pick parties or 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 choose today. Not today. Maybe another day. But uh, pay attention to who's attacking who, and they they went out on an onslaught on that man for no reason out of the blue. Um, they didn't even do that with you know when you looked at what happened with that Thomas Macy situation, they didn't even do that to the Democrats. Like they wasn't even that bad on Nancy Pelosi. They wasn't that bad on on, on Maxine. They was they was out for blood when Thomas when when you know they was going after Thomas. I'm like. Why would you go after somebody so tough that's on your team? Mm-hmm. These other people get passes, like these other rhinos, and he didn't even go after you know John McCain that bad. You know, mm-hmm. so like you got to start paying attention to who's there. I think we got one, and you know, like I said, if you want to throw a half of one um, in there, you got to go with um, Paul. You know, it's like that's you know you get a half of one. You know, so like it's not too many people that's actually fighting for us. All this other stuff that we're watching the charades and what they're doing is they're I'm I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna be quiet the whole time. They are trying to play the they playing the waiting game and we're getting older. 
our our kids, our the next generation has already been defeated. They're they're going to be socialists. They're going to be either communists or socialists. You choose your pick. They're playing the waiting game with us, as far as the way us out. A lot of us are older. A lot of vets that was that was vets. They Desert Storm, and and past that. You know, so we're getting older in age. So it's kind of like the waiting game. How much damage can you think you're going to do, even if you're going to fight back, if we're playing the older game? Um, you know, that's what game are we playing? They're playing stall these people out a little bit, but put a, put a, um, expedite some of these laws. But as far as a fight happening, they're stalling us out. Our kids is who they're, this is why they're attacking the kids. Whenever you're worried about, why they keep going after the kids? Why they keep focusing on the kids? The kids, once they program the kids the way that they're going to program us, it's no constitution there. The constitution doesn't exist once they program the kids in the way that they, they're programming them right now. So I, I just want to say that as far as outside of everything that we talk about, make sure you pay attention to it. They don't want your kids. They're making your kids feel bad for knowing you know the constitution knowing politics and everything else mm-hmm. they want that stuff gone like it's going to be a new it's going to be a new government it's not going to be that constitution that we look for it's going to be a new government so why teach them the constitution when we're going to have a new government in 10 years anyway yeah definitely and i, I want to um i want to play something for you guys um when John um, McCorn, sorry, uh, John Cornyn was um, booed for voting uh, against our, our rights and our liberties. Um, I guess his statement came out that um, he said that he doesn't bend to the mob and um, he's never has been. He's I guess he's prized himself in that man. Then who, the, who voted for you? Who who are you? What gives you the audacity to sit there and think that you? Oh, I don't. And you don't even call people a mob. These people voted for you. Some of these people knocked doors for you. You're, never, you're not even thankful for that. These people are not, um, they don't represent us. None. They represent themselves. Who are the lobbyists? Who's giving the money? So when the 2020 election was stolen and um, donors decided, well, some of us use the pharmaceutical companies, decided to hold their funding for certain politicians who said uh, they weren't going to certify the election? That's that's that is uh, that is definitely um, interfering in elections. So basically, you're holding this money up above their heads, saying, "Oh, if you don't do what we say, then you're not getting any money." So a whole bunch of them just prove that they're not representing you. They represent themselves, and they want that money for their campaign. And it's not just the pharmaceutical companies that have done it. I'm just saying that one now's the rip that, you know, you can go Google that now that um, you can Google pharmaceutical companies withholding um, campaign um, contributions because of not certifying election. You'll find it. It is legit. Look it up yourself. Um, John um, was confronted, I guess, for being a traitor for delivering a gun control win for they, this person said Democrats and Joe Biden. I said it's a unit party. It's not just a Democrat win. Socialists won. We're not, we're not, we will not start winning until y'all wake up. Like if y'all keep on saying this is the win for Democrats, it's, this, this is division. And it's been set up this per, on this on purpose. This is divisive. They're friends. They're going to do what they want to do. They go to the weddings. And while we're sitting there arguing, thinking that we're going to be doing something with some blue and red waves, 
It's all purple, man. It's one. It's Kool-Aid. It's grape Kool-Aid. Um, let me play this real quick with them confronting John Corner, looking like he, looking like he can't barely walk and he's tired. You don't want me confronted. Don't don't bother me. Don't talk to me. Hold on. Let me play this for you. For the- hey, Corin. Yes. You're delivering a great big victory for the gun control crowd. What have you ever done in your Senate career to expand gun rights? I think you're uh, propagating huh? misinformation. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're, no, I'm not. You're, 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 funding, you're funding red flags for all the states, dude. What the heck? What have you ever done in your Senate career to advance gun rights? Nothing. Anything? Yeah, but uh, watch out here. Hey, Corin. Yes. Make sure y'all stay clear so you can even talk to these people. Oh, that's Mr. Misinformation. You're lying. No, you signed it, Cornyn. You're a liar. You just don't want to be on camera. You don't want to be confronted. You know what, you guys? You want a solution? Confront these people. They are terrified of you. They run. They hide behind their security. And they have their security come and assault you and try, and then go on the news and say that that, that you assaulted them. They are terrified to be with you guys. That's why they want to sit in D.C. so I have to look you in the face for everything they've done to you. These people need to be confronted. They, but they feel so safe and secure behind their armed security that we're paying for. Shaka, did you want to get into the food supply shortages? Because we almost went on red flag loss for an hour, but man, that is important. Talk that talk. I think I think food shortage might be another show. <laughs> it might be next. It might be next week. Let me let me let me switch this title right quick because we're going to talk about the red flag laws in the Constitution, Jay. But you no, know let's leave let's leave the food supply shortage up here because if someone else comes up and wants to speak on it, they can uh, because it is up there. Yeah. Um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to add on what you said as far as the um, they. What what happens? I think a lot of people need to look into these socialist countries. Just look at history. Look at you know the communist countries as well. Because you got communism. Um, this is what you have. I'm gonna be honest with you. You have democratic socialism and you have republican communism. That's that's what that's what we're looking at, and we don't we're not even paying attention to what they're doing uh, because it's like okay, I'm a, I, I'm this I'm this. We always want to identify as something. But in actuality, they're feeding us uh, socialism and they're feeding us communism at the same time. So mm-hmm. it, it's, which one do you want and, and how fast do you want to get there? And uh, that's what we're watching right now. Um, I've been I've been, you know, like I said, I'm excited to say this again. Um, a lot of a lot of people that's in the inner city, the black community are actually waking up. But they're only only reason they're waking up because, you know, it's hitting their pockets. So now we can have these discussions when things actually implement people. That's when people want to sit down and say, "Okay, what the hell is my phone been? Man, there's people that's begging me to talk to them. Could you please? You know, I got my girlfriend right here and we want to. (laughs) Hey, it's going to get worse. Like, you know, like I said, it's going to get worse. Trump told y'all like him or not. He told y'all what the next step was. If if it was Mm -hmm. was was orchestrated or not, he still told you what was coming. And they didn't wait. Like we only like two years into this, you know, this term. Yes. It's like, like you know, it's a rush on everything. But um, like I said, as far as everybody that's in here, it's our job, it's our duty, um, to 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 alert your friends, families, and everything else on what's going on because they truly don't know. And 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 
this is the best time to do it because now they're seeing that a party has abandoned them. So they see it, even if they're Democrat, they see that the Democratic Party has abandoned them and all they're offering is gun control. My people in, 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 the, in the hood, I'm going to be honest with you, they don't care about no gun control. They want to know how they're going to feed their kids next. So this is like, this is the best opportunity for me to teach them what's going on. It's like, they're looking at me like, why are we giving so much money to Ukraine? Why are they so focused on gun rights and we can't even get gas? Like, they're, they're basically imploding and making people think. And, and it's a lot of people that's in the black community that's paying attention now. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it, it takes you to get your hand slapped for you to sit back and say, hey, okay, what's going on? Now, uh, my whole job as far as being on the internet is to bridge black and white. That's my only job. I don't care if people like me or not. Uh, my only job is to have open discussions between the black community and the white community where we can actually put politics to the side and actually view people as, as people and say, okay, this been harming you? And, and, and without your pre program or your prejudgment, we explain what's going on as far as in each other's communities. Absolutely. And you know, that leads to that segue of this, uh, the tour. It's, it's, it can be so simple. You know, we just need people in particular areas to help host those things. And it's block parties, man. If you can help figure out how to get some hot dog, we can get some hot dogs and we can grill. And you guys have different people who are like leaders in your community to get people together so we can have these discussions and there'll be flyers and things like that. I'm going to make sure that we have your state constitution available for everyone and discuss these things. There's a lot of people that don't know that your states have uh, their own congresses. They have uh, House and Senate. And so our whole thing is, is to educate people on those things and invite whoever, because like I said, all this divisive stuff that's been going on, has been designed that way for us to be mad at each other, attack each other. And I want to document all of this stuff on this tour. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to go and talk to people and not document and put it up anything. No, I'm going to put it all up and I'm going to get people's permission to, you know, show if they, when they're speaking and they ask questions, because I'm really, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really tired of seeing these videos of people asking certain people questions to make fun of them with their friends and their followers on social media. I don't see them telling them the right answers. I don't see them giving them the information, the right, so there's a solution to these things. I bet you some of those people they talk to, they're looking at these videos like, damn, I look stupid, and I, like, I don't want to ever join your party or like you because you made me look stupid. You could have said, oh, you know what, you're wrong, but here's this, and this is how you can educate yourself and other people. But instead, ha, 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 let me laugh at you because you didn't know the simple thing it, or because you thought Benjamin Franklin was a president. We This, this is where we're at. So instead of making fun of each other for not knowing it, you know, we, we learn at different times in our life. It's better for you to know now than never. But um, let's go ahead and get to some of the folks. Some people said they have to go here soon, but I'm going to get to Private and John. Uh, you guys, uh, let's uh, kind of be mindful and make sure we kind of stay on the topics that we discussed here, uh, what's listed here at hand. I know Private and John really have some things to say, so I'm going to get them on over here. But before we do that, I'm going to remind you guys, I do I do take tips because this costs money. Like any software, streaming software, uh, designing software, all that stuff costs money. And this helps me a ton when you guys help support those things because I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep on doing this. Sometimes it gets hard, and I'm just like, dang, man. It, 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 it's so much easier going back to the way life was, but it's not because I can't. 
what was the point of all of this if I if I go back? So I'm gonna, this is the noise. I'm going to remind you guys every once in a while that's for police tip, and I'll put that in the live chat how you guys can contribute. Yeah, we have sound effects now. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. All right, let's go to private. Hi, Donnie. Hey. Hi, uh, and, and just when I was listening to you, Shaka, honestly, on about 98% of things, I'm basically a carbon copy of what, you, what your thoughts are on this whole situation. There's a few things, you know, that are different, but you're right on on 98%, 100% of the stuff. Um, what I wanted to touch on is he's right about uh, this red flag thing and they're waiting us out and it is and it is to target us and to weaken those people like let's say you're a big time prepper right I mean I could have made a YouTube channel but I, I kind of figured they were going to do this and I'm not going to brag about what kind of preps I've done because and I live in a good state to be honest it's probably one of the best states that you can it's constitutional carry and it's right in Appalachia so Ain't much better than that, but they're definitely coming after uh, preppers. I would say is probably one of the number one targets, uh, besides veterans. And uh, and they're going to cut the food supply, and they're going to cut the fuel supply. We're not getting all the chemicals we need to make uh, DEF. And uh, if you don't know what DEF is, every single truck made, I think, past 2013, is it, or 2007? Has to have it unless you deleted it, which is illegal in every every state, but uh, not everyone enforces it. And if your truck doesn't have it, you go about five miles an hour, or you won't go at all. So we're not getting the chemicals. All the trucks will eventually shut down. Uh, I've been hearing stuff about fuel chemicals, but I haven't confirmed it. But uh, the food shortage is just going to get worse when these trucks just stop moving. And we need to really... Just if you if you're in a bad situation like the last show, you're in a um, let's say you you live with roommates, right? And you're the only one that's really thinking about this. You got food. Get a bug out bag, and uh, you need to bug out some family members that live out in the country and contribute to, to their situation. Because if this thing goes the way that it may go with the lack of food, those roommates are going to turn on you in a, in a half a second. In a hard and, uh, I got a um, private. I got to ask you one is real is is a yes or a no, because uh, I don't want I don't want you losing your train train of thought. But I didn't want you going too far. Where when I asked the question, you already went too far. Um, I think most men in here we we pump gas. Uh, you know, you just mentioned trucks and everything else. Um, have y'all noticed the gas doesn't smell the same? Like it's not that when you pull up to your gas station, you don't. Yep. You don't. It don't smell, smell as potent. Gas, like it's, it's like ethanol. Even when they get some, I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking. Have, have y'all noticed that? Because I've noticed mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, like, as far as me, like you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the gas pump around this joint. So I know what gas smell like. I know when, when I always, you know, sanitize and wash my hands whenever I'm pumping. I don't smell that anymore. So it, you smell gas, but it's faint. It's not. It's, gas is strong. It always has been strong. Soon as you touch it, you're like, "Damn, I, I I touch gas. I don't get that anymore." Right. I don't know. Ethanol if that's the same burns you, hotter. But 
ethanol burns hotter and it, and someone mentioned this to me and it's not on the show but if they raise the ethanol high enough he was saying that that's going to blow out all the engines all the gas combustible engines forcing everyone to buy electric vehicles i don't know if that's sure or not but you know what i mean yeah, that's. I, I just had to ask that because I, I, I know you know you know some things, and I like getting other people's insight as well. Um, the gas doesn't smell the same. I'm, I'm sorry, like it doesn't. So that's why I'm just like, uh, something's. You know, we, you know, they always call us conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. But it's like your nose is telling you that this gas is not the same <laughs> as the gas from a couple years ago. Like your nose is telling you that. So, you know, like I said, as far as um, I, I think some people, the only reason I mention it, because everybody that's listening don't have the same train of thought that we, we do. So we have people in here that's newer um, and just listening in. But I just want them just so they can put their guard down. Go to your gas station. Pump your gas. Tell me what you smell. Get some on your finger. Tell me what you smell is not the same. Like you have a faint smell of it, but it's not as potent as gas was. So. I just want to I just want to ask you that as far as you know uh, run that fashion. Absolutely, it's a good point. Um, what I was getting at is uh, the the whole red flag situation. It is to target those big time preppers on YouTube that have like so much stuff they can't talk about. If they go there to get their guns, they're gonna find that and they're gonna say, "Oh, look, they're terrorists. They have all this other stuff," which I'm not gonna mention because. You know, everyone's got something buried in their backyard, especially in certain areas. And I don't. Well, you don't. What live you in about, the what's the, oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm like we're alive, and so everyone has something buried in their backyard, and then the FBI is gonna start digging in our yards looking for bodies. <laughs> no, we're not talking about bodies. We're talking about uh, other things that. Uh, let's just leave it at that. You got okay. <laughs> Remember, you ever watch those, uh, that show where they say, uh, what are you prepping for? End of the world, zombies, stuff like that. And there's a lot of stuff I can't talk about. They've said that already. These red flags are very dangerous. They're to whittle us down, to make us weaker so the strongest of us can survive. So if you take out the strongest, the weakest are all just going to fight each other and kill each other when the food supply stops. And, and that's, and that's just, it's so huge not to, you know, just your first instinct is to kill someone else. You know, that, that that's not the best way to go about it. And also about the whole security and uh, sanitation, uh, check your inbox. We need to figure that out because that's going to be very, very important whenever they do pull the plug on the fuel because yeah. they are destroying the, the food. And uh, if you don't have any preps whatsoever, gardening we talked about, I don't want to get into that. That was the other show. But... Uh, the red flag violates the second, the uh, fourth, ex post facto, and I believe the fifth, because you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty in this country, not the other way around. And as far as something you mentioned earlier with the cops, you don't say I'm going to sue you, because then they're just going to get aggressive, and you don't want to do that. What you want to do is record them, say I don't, I don't talk to, I, I plead the fifth, I don't talk to police, write me a ticket or let me go things like that and you want to be calm as calm as possible and you never let them search you or uh or your vehicle and the, your passenger doesn't have to say a damn thing 
Uh, unless the driver is the only one that has to say anything. And if they're trying to push that, you just record them and you say, what, what's your reasonable, articulate suspicion that I, I am about to commit a crime, have committed a crime, or I've already committed a crime? That's the only way they can search you. They have to have that. And uh, I think that's really, you know, one touch on. It's just that everyone, you know, and as far as cops as well. Cops, the only cops that I used to be, you know, like, oh, support the police all day long. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of these guys are assholes. They just, they just do it for their paycheck. You, you see that story about the 61-year-old guy that got shot by the police in Maryland for red flag? He got killed because he didn't want to give up his guns. Wow. And as far can you put that? Can you put that link in the in our? Um, I keep want to say Ness. Can you put the link in the live chat for us, please? I, I can look it up real quick, but it was it was on my Twitter feed. I think I retweeted it. It was really bad. They went to his home. He didn't do anything. Just some neighbor said, "Oh, I think he's a danger. Oh my God, guns are scary. Some bullcrap like that." And he was in Maryland. You know, I don't live in Maryland, thank God, because uh, half the things <laughs> I have would probably be illegal. <laughs> Actually, all of them probably. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Um, and, and any any officer that enforces red flag, as far as I'm concerned, they're tre- they're committing treason. Mm-hmm. And it's your call what you want to do, but I know they're not going to do it where I live. I have a very good sheriff. But if they ever did, I don't I'm know. Happy you I said can't. that. I played the fifth. I'm happy. I played the fifth. Happy. I'm really happy you said that because that's something me and Shaka have been pushing. The fact that we really need to be focusing more on sheriff department elections more so than any other election going on right now. So um, I do appreciate you for coming up here and dropping those gems and uh, saying everything that you did say. Um, we're going to get over to John. He was uh, wanting to speak as well here soon. But again, thank you for coming up and talking. We will plan on discussing the other things in the future dates for um, hopefully next week. Security okay. And sanitation. Yep. Yes. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have John. Hey, John. Hey, Donnie. Uh, great show as always. Hey, I wanted Thank to, you. there's two things I wanted to uh, touch on tonight. Um, and, you know, currently what happened today. Then I want to talk a little bit about what Private was talking about on the diesel fuel. But, um, but yeah, the Supreme Court uh, came up with a decision today that expands gun rights and strikes down. It's basically the New York law. And uh, there were nine states where you had to prove why you need to purchase a gun, basically. It's uh, shall I instead of will I, right? And so the Supreme Court today declared for the first time that the U.S. Constitution protects an individual's right to carry a handgun in public for self-defense. And uh, it, it, it basically does hand a landmark victory, uh, you know, to gun rights advocates, uh, you know, even though this nation is deeply divided over firearms firearms violence and you know and i've piped in many times how you know there's uh when when the cdc and the fbi kept statistics there's over three million lives saved every year by defensive gun uses right but it was a six to three ruling 
with the conservative justices in the majority, of course. And, and basically, you know, there's New York, I think California, there's like nine states that were involved in this. But, but uh, it was really specific towards New York, which impacted all the other states. And, uh, and, and you know, the liberal justice were in dissent with, with the decision. But, but it was six to three and it struck down New York's uh, state's limits on carrying concealed handguns outside the home, basically. And, uh, you know, the court found that the law, which was enacted in 1913, violated a person's right to keep and bear arms under the U.S. Constitution, Second Amendment. So, you know, I was hearing you earlier, Donnie, saying, you know, I, I feel there's some good news coming. And so I thought, well, here's some good news. Uh, it's not big news, but I think it's good news. You know, the ruling was basically authored by Clarence Thomas. And, uh, you know, he, he, which, uh, you know, he could undermine, you know, certain similar restrictions in other states as well. And, uh, and, you know, Thomas wrote specifically, he says, we know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need. And I thought that was, that was very well done. And so, uh, but yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a, a, you know, a good victory today. And, uh, and, you know, when you talk about the red flag laws, you know, no member of the NRA or anything has ever done a mass shooting, but you could see where it could be expanded to like, if somebody did or was accused of it, then they say, well, we're just going to go after all the NRA members or something like that. So that's, that also is a danger of the red flag laws. But I really wanted to bring that up. I kept posting it. You know, the thing I, I kept saying, Donnie, you know, we got to talk about this because I think it's a I think it's a significant win. I think it's a good thing for for uh, gun rights advocates like us, certainly. And, uh, you know, to, to what uh, Private was saying. Yeah, there there is a there is a real. Did you want to say something? Donnie? No, no, I said, yes, that's really good news. OK, yeah. And and uh, the other thing, like what private was saying there is uh people are really talking about this upcoming diesel shortage and the thing is is uh it's more than the fuel it's it's the oil you know like it takes that 15 w40 weight oil and um um there's only two producers of it really you know chevron and uh sinopec and uh basically you know, when you look at the oils, like for, for diesel, there's the base oils, which is some synthetic or paraffin. So there's two parts to it, the base oils. And then there's the additives, you know, additives that do things like anti-wear, you know, maybe friction modifiers, uh, anti-foaming, uh, antioxidants, things like that. You know, there's kind of a list. But it's the additives that people just can't get right now. And so what the fear is, and this has to be watched because... We could, like in a couple of months, just have, you know, there's just no diesel. Uh, diesel oil. Uh, and this is the diesel oil, really, where the impact is. Because if you can't get the diesel oil and you can't change oil, then these trucks are going to be ground to a halt. And this is going to impact all of our transportation, all of our supply chain. You know, trains can't run. Uh, you know, all the big trucks that, that basically are the, the backbone of our supply chain, they can't run. And uh, there could be very, very significant consequences to this, but th- but that's what's going on. And uh, and one of the, the the issues too is is because there's uh, 
people are having trouble getting, you know, the DEF, which is the diesel exhaust uh, fluid. And uh, that's just an emissions control liquid that's required by, you know, the modern diesel engines, like, uh, like private said, that's injected into the exhaust system. And you can turn it off, like uh, private has said, um, and your, your uh, vehicle would certainly gain significant performance if you did that. But there are other implications if you do that. But uh, no, there's some there's some real issues uh, coming up in this uh, deal, this issue with uh, oil. You know, the the, the diesel oil is uh, is very very uh, troubling, very troubling. So it's both the diesel fuel, the diesel oil, and the DEF, the diesel exhaust fluid, that's being severely impacted. But that's just the backbone of everything regarding this country and the supply chain. I mean. You know, it impacts ships, it impacts uh, rail, and it certainly impacts trucks. And that's because diesel is the backbone of all that. So, uh, uh, you know, it's another thing they're targeting, and, and uh, this could definitely just shut everything down, definitely. So I just that's, that's my piece. That's all I wanted to say. No, great. Thank you so much, John, for dropping those gems. I really do appreciate that. Make sure to turn my mic up. You guys can hear that okay. Um, yeah, John, I appreciate that so much for sharing that information. I feel like I can't hear myself. I'm sorry if uh, if I sound weird. Do I sound okay, guys? You sound fine. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Never okay. sounded better. Never sounded better. Okay, good. I appreciate that. But uh, let's just go ahead because we are at the 121 mark. Um, by the way, if you guys are speakers, there's an optional call-in to go and do your snippets. You can share everything you've been sharing to all your other social media platforms. I would suggest you do that because you guys do drop gems on this show. Why not drop them other places? Make sure you are sharing this podcast and um, sharing this information to other people because we don't want this conversation just to stay in between us. We need to get it out everywhere for everyone else. So next up we have uh, Robert, then end Philip, and then nine. Um, these people are the last ones who are going tonight because we're almost at the one thirty mark. So next up, we've got Robert Shaka. Did you want to add anything to what John said? Oh, and real quick, I'm going to remind everyone again. Thank you. Go ahead, Robert. Okay. So first of all, I do live in Maryland, and yes, it did make the news when the guy was killed over a red flag law. Now. Here now here's the tragic part about it. A lot of people in this state were celebrating the cops rather than celebrating the guy rather than mourning the guy who got killed. So that so because there were more gun there's more gun control advocates here who they were happy the uh, they were happy about it or they were just neutral but None of the, there was very little mourning for the guy, for the guy who got killed. And so, yes, that's, so that goes back to the difference between red and blue states. Now, I know, I know there's, uh, I know as far as the politicians, there's not much difference between the two, but, as far as the supporters, there's a huge difference because in blue states, um, they look at they look at red flag laws as police eliminating future threats. 
uh, you know, but then that goes back to the minority report question. How can you tell the future? So if someone picks up a gun, right? How do you know they're going to, they're going to have the guts to do it? Do you, do you know that they're not going to surrender? You can't, you can't, unless you have a psychic like the movie, uh, you can't, you can't tell the future. You don't know if that guy, you don't know if that person's actually gonna, gonna kill somebody or if the person's gonna chicken out and, and do the right thing. That person might turn himself in. Who knows? Things, we've seen stranger things happen. And then on top, uh, the problem with red flag laws is basically it goes back to the minority report presumption that if a person is probably going to do something, it's better to arrest them before they have the chance to do it. And, and a lot of us, and a lot of us have thought very horrible things at one point in our lives. I mean, uh, how many of you actually said, well, I'm going to kill you when you were a kid, right? How many of you said that to you? How many of you, especially you, especially you men out there have at some point said to your friends, well, I'm going to kill you, you know, in, in a joking manner, you know, that would be misinterpreted today as, uh, as, uh, malicious intent and actually willing to kill the person. Uh, so, and then let's not forget, we have a whole bunch, we have Karens that run, that run through neighborhoods. All, uh, Firearms Policy Coalition did a really good, uh, a really good meme to explain how red flag laws work. So basically, Karen reports, uh, reports her neighbor who owns a gun and says, well, I think he's going to kill himself or someone else. Then the police investigate his social media. He, they find that he has been posting spicy memes. So they say, yeah, he's a threat to society. They take his guns. He has no recourse. That's how red flag laws work. That's, we have too many Karens running through society. And I'm sorry if that name pisses some people off, but it is what it is. Yeah. Or, or yeah, as Mr. H said, so, or someone could start a smear campaign and see, say you are a threat. Because, uh, do we, do we really trust the government to decide what is a red flag? Who should, that who should and shouldn't own a gun? I mean, this is the same government. If they had the chance, uh, they would kill people off. I mean, they they proved with COVID that they're willing to do it. I mean, remember Andrew Cuomo? He he decided uh, it, that he decided to arbitrarily that it's a good idea to kill off over ten thousand old people so they don't so the state of New York doesn't have to pay the pay them their pensions or social security anymore. He didn't say, he didn't say that he didn't need to. I mean, it was pretty obvious what he was doing because we know New York is in a deficit and social security takes up a good portion of national and state budgets. So it's all about, to me, it was all about cutting money. And as far as this food stuff, well, 
Well, look, go back to, go back to Stalin and the Ottoman Empire. There are, the Ottomans tried to, tried to wipe out the Armenians with starvation because of their Christian faith. The Ottomans were, uh, were a Muslim empire and the Armenians fought back. So, uh, and then, and then Stalin, he thought that people of Ukraine were not Soviet enough. So, so he, so he tried to starve Kiev to death. Now, and, and, uh, I'm not even going to get into the hypocrisy of what Ukraine's doing today, which is very Stalin like. But if you go back, uh, oh yeah, or you can have a victim in a domestic violence relationship. I didn't think about that. Or you could have an ex who, or you could have a bitter ex who, who, uh, who wants to report you. I mean, I know, I mean, I know a guy who, who his, who his ex-wife is gonna get him, is gonna get 50% of every penny he makes for the, for the rest of her life or his life, depending on whoever goes first. And, and, and it's, and so can, so I can, so I can tell you right now, there are a lot of vindictive exes out there, women and men, but especially women. They'll, you don't think they're going to report their exes as a red, as a mental health threat? And also, one more thing about mental health. Do, do we really, I'll keep it on topic, I promise. Just one more thing. So, do we really trust the government to determine who's mentally healthy enough to own a gun and who isn't? The government themselves can't even agree on what, what mental health is. I mean, look at oppositional defiance disorder. Basically, that, basically that diagnosis means you're, you're a nonconformist. You're not the, that was created that people diagnosed with ODD were ba- uh, basically are the outcasts who, uh, who the government feels is a threat because they're not conforming to society. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Flamethrower. You know what? Um, I don't know if you guys are hearing me um, mute the mic on the on the box. I think you guys are hearing that. I'm not telling you you have to go, but that might be a good way to indicate the wrap it up, though. I hope that was not my intention, though, but that's um, you're the second person <laughs> that had that reaction. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and you also brought up something interesting on the space before we hopped on here because we have pre-discussions right before the show. Now, for the most part, you you had brought up that Miami police want to buy Florida's guns and send them to Ukraine. Um, you sent You sent me the article on that. And guys, listen to this. Um, it's called the Guns for Ukraine Buyback Program that the city's police department held on a Saturday. What day was this? I don't remember. What, I don't see the date. Um, but police were offering fifty dollars for handguns, a <laughs> hundred dollars for shotguns, a hundred and fifty dollars for high-powered rifles such as AK-47s or AR-15s. Um, you guys, I like I said, I've worked at a pawn shop before. Um, people, if you fall for that and you have, to, if you sell your guns for that, that's that's insane. You, that's 
what what people uh, what audacity people think that like, you're going to go to police department and turn in your guns and only get crumbs for it you can just go sell it somewhere else but you know what though they're doing that in fort worth texas too they're they're offering a hundred dollars if you want to turn your gun into the police station uh i put that up and people are, are cracking that they go i will be in the um, in the parking lot and i will offer them 125 <laughs> Guys, this this is insane. I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna go with two hundred. I I buy it, I buy it for two hundred. Y'all depend on what y'all selling. <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, but hey, Robert, thank you so much again for dropping your gems as normal. Actually, it's not gems for Robert. It's flames. He is the flamethrower. So we're gonna thank you for dropping those flames. I appreciate you. Um, next up, we have in the PED. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you guys? Good, I can barely yeah. hear you. Yeah, I think your, your finger on the phone. Okay, can you hear me better? No. No? Uh, perfect. Okay. Is your, is your finger over the mic or the phone possibly? I don't have my finger over the mic. It's probably just a dirty microphone. It's been in my pocket all day. Okay, we'll make do. Okay. Um, closer if I can. Okay. okay. I've, I've got a few. Uh, I'm not going to drop any dimes on you. I'm going to drop some quarters here. Um, so as far as selling your guns, uh, if they start doing that anywhere else, get you a pipe that fits a shotgun shell, tape a BB to the end, take it down there with a hammer, and say, this is a gun, get you a hundred bucks. Um, I can I can barely hear you, but I already know what you I already know what you you basically um, having a you create a um, a firearm out of you know just basic things essential something with a firing pin is considered a firearm. Right. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to power through as much as I possibly can. Uh, red and blue. The, the, the difference between the two is an illusion. They only offer the difference in bread and the same shit sandwich. So we got to we got to quit looking at it. Uh, period. You just got to look at freedom versus versus tyranny. Um, the fuel shortage stuff, the DEF things like that. There's ways to get around it. The DEF, if you have a diesel, make sure you have a, a DEF delete system ready to go. Understand that older diesel systems will run on used oil and an additive. So some biodiesel, some French fry oil some uh, methanol, propane, anything like that you can inject with it. You can run an older diesel engine on that stuff just in case you need it and somebody out there needs to find a way to get somewhere. I'm 20-plus years in the oil and gas industry. Look me up on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Shaka's, Shaka's page. Uh, look me up, add me, send me messages. I will respond and give you all the information that I can possibly give you. Um, the ethanol thing in fuel I worked at the oil refinery here in Big Spring, Texas for a couple of years in the, in the oil movement and storage. Um, octane and ethanol go hand in hand. They add ethanol into the fuel and that stuff falls out. I talked to the scientists and, and researchers in there. That stuff falls out and creates water vapor. Water vapor, when it comes apart, creates oxides. Oxides create rust and get inside your bearings and stuff and will absolutely destroy an engine. So be very wary. That's the smell you're getting. If you're not getting as much uh, uh, fuel as you are, corn. That's all ethanol is, is corn. Um, 
you got to look at the additives they're putting in there. Benzene replaced lead in in leaded engines. They used to have lead. Unleaded, they replaced it with benzene. Uh, things like toluene, uh, exobenzene, uh, exo and xylene. All of these cause cancer. Just as a, as an added, like Shaka said, clean your hands. Get that shit off of you. That shit, that stuff causes cancer. Um. Let's see what else do I have in here. You know me, I wrote it all down and mixed up much. Um, I do have a request for anybody that has any kind of knowledge with electronics and things like that. I'm working on a an HHO system. That's a hydrogen, on-demand hydrogen additive to your car to increase your fuel mileage and things like that to help out in times of these bad with uh, fuel prices, things like that. Uh, if you have any thoughts or ideas, contact me, and, and we'll work through it and see if we can't design a system that'll that'll help benefit everybody in these uh, in these horrible fuel times. Um, other than that's that's basically all I got. Other than you know, I'm just a rambling idiot. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Well, I appreciate you for giving the information to us. Um, is you let me check your profile. I do not see your Twitter uh, linked on here. Could you um, go to your profile and add it? I'll add all that and I'll put it down in the comment section of this video so you can, you can find my Twitter. I don't do much on Twitter. I just kind of sneak around and, and stalk people on that. But I put my Facebook and stuff on there too. That way, you know, if you, if you need information, you can always message and I'll, I'll happily uh, help work through anything we can try to try to understand and, and help you out as far as, as mechanical things. Um, I've been automotive and diesel and oil and gas my entire life. Excellent. I appreciate you. Thank you. The next person we do have up is going to be Philip. Um, there's another Philip who has no picture. I'm sorry, but Philip uh, Drake is the last person that's coming up because we do have a cutoff. We've been on here for an hour and 37 minutes. But you guys do know that you can definitely hit that call button in the future when we first start. You'll be first in line. The sooner you get up here, the, the sooner you'll get up through here. But uh, it is kind of cool we have two Phillips up here. But Philip Drake is going to be the last call for the evening. But we will be back tomorrow night at the same time, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have a few discussions for tomorrow, but um, it's not as much open form tomorrow, but we will also have a show on Sunday. Not really political, more spiritual. If you would like to join us, um, just uh, make sure you guys are subscribed. Subscribe to the show, and then um, you'll get the notifications. I think it's working a lot better. I see that more people are, are coming in now um, and getting notifications. Um, real quick before Philip goes, I'm going to hit this one more time. Oh, Okay. Go ahead, Philip. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, Good. Wow, you're really loud. Let me fix my noise. One second. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he was really quiet, and you were really loud. <laughs> well, okay. Sorry about that. So, um, for the ones of you guys that 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 don't know, um, I am a presidential candidate. I am running as an independent. And Donnie is my little sister. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 she is. Um, so before I get started on, on the Constitution of Red Flag Laws, I would like to say this. 
one of the things that we have to do is we have to get out. We have to educate people. That is very important. Um, the only way that we're ever going to achieve unity, which is exactly what it's going to take within this country, within the masses, is to get people out on the road and to get people educated. Okay. A lot of those people who need to get out on the road and need to be educating the masses do not have a lot of money. They cannot afford to do it on their own. And we cannot continue letting them down by not giving them a dollar or two. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, if, if you have a million people that want to see a movement and each one of them give a dollar, well, guess what? That's a million dollars. And that individual can go and literally change the country, which in return could change the world by educating the uneducated. So the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because I would like to challenge every one of you that possibly could to donate at least $1 to Miss Donnie. Because she does have a powerful message and she can get out there and educate the people. She's willing to do the work for you guys. Let her do it. Help her out. Okay, with that being said. I, I, I want to quickly say thank you, and I appreciate that. Oh, yes, ma'am. So um, with that being said, one, one, I'm going I'm to keep this very, very short. Okay, any law that is unconstitutional is just that. It's unconstitutional. Do not comply. It is within your right to not comply. The, the only person who is actually breaking the law is the person enforcing that unconstitutional law, not you. It's your right. You stand up for your rights. Do not comply. Compliance is what has got us to where we are now. Okay, it's allowed these two party systems, which I call the two party corporations, because one thing that I did learn whenever I registered for president of the United as a presidential candidate for president of the United States, as the parties are legitimate corporations, the Republican Party is a corporation, the Democrat Party is a corporation, all the rest of the parties are corporations and the people that are elected within those parties that are supposed to be employed by us are not employed by us. They are employed by that corporation. They do not work for the people. They work for that party. Those corporations, a.k.a. parties, do not have a right to infringe on our constitutional rights. They do not have a right to enforce those unconstitutional rights. Let's stop letting them do it. They don't have the power. There are people out there that if you ever do get called up and you do get arrested and they are trying to un and trying to enforce in prison, however fine, however you want to say it, um, you with the unconstitutional law. There are people that will come and help you. Now, um, Donnie knows some of these people. As a matter of fact, that's how I met Donnie a while back. Um, the United States Human Defense League is one of them. Um, there are people that will come out there and help you. You're not alone. You're not on your own. There's a lot of us, and there's more of us than they are of them. 
That's one thing that we have to understand. There is way more of us than they are of them. They're just louder than we are. So. It, exactly. And they and the parties fund those things. You think that um you think that uh like people like Charlie Kirk or Black Lives Matters are able to get out there and do the things they're doing without any money? No, they're getting funded for it. And you know, everyone wants to bring up George Soros and things like that. But no, there's a lot of these um these these organizations as well giving money uh to these organizations to do that. That's why you see like right away you all of a sudden, oh look, they're out there protesting. They already got T-shirts made. They already got um, posters out there. They 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 have mi- mega microphones. They got everything they need already because these parties and everything they have the the funding to do it. They've been around for over two hundred years. They have the money to do this stuff to keep this uh, going. The theater and fake movements looking like they're actually doing something when they're doing nothing for anyone but the size themselves. Yeah, and and one other thing that I would like to say, and this is going to be harsh, but sometimes the truth hurts. Mm-hmm. We have allowed, we, we the people, have allowed our country to become the laughing stock of the world. And it's not Joe Biden's fault. It's not Donald Trump's fault. It's not the congressmen, the senators. It's none of that fault. It is our fault. It is our fault we've allowed these parties to absorb way too much of our power and we have to take it back and i promise you it can be taken back without shedding a drop of blood we outnumber them we have the power we just have to quit arguing back and forth between our own people because one has a r next to their name and the other one has a d next to their name at the end of the day None of that shit matters. We have to fight for our freedoms. We all have that same common goal. We have to fight for our freedoms. And then we, then, then we can argue after we have won, we can argue over our petty differences. But we have to stand up for that common goal first. And no matter what anybody tells you, even the people that go around that are uneducated and say, I like socialism. The only reason why they're allowed to stand up and say, I like socialism, is because of their freedoms. So we have to educate them to that fact. And then we can change their mind. But it, 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 takes, it takes unity. So you guys, I want you to understand, it's the party system that keeps us divided. 100% the party system that keeps us divided. It is designed that way. And as long as we let them exist, it will continue that way. So anyway, y'all have a good night. God bless all of you. Love every one of you. And um, like I said, I challenge you to help Donnie out here a little bit. We need to get her on the road. We got to get out there. We got to get our voices heard. Even Even if our voices as masses have to start off with one person, we got to get boots on the ground. We got to get her going. So y'all have a good night. God bless every one of you. Oh, and Shaka, it was good hearing from you again. I know we haven't talked in a while. Likewise, Philip. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming up always. Um, you know, and um, your, uh, what you just said, I'm going to say a speech. Uh, it was needed because um, a lot of us, we, we, we don't hold ourselves accountable for anything. So, yes, we, we have um, allowed the government to take over. 
and it's we that that allowed it. So yes, self accountability is necessary to move forward. Absolutely. Thank you so much um, for coming up and dropping your gems. Um, and Shaka, did you want to add anything before we shut it down this evening? I think that was really good. Like that was a great show. I, I feel like we have the best um, community ever. I feel like we are like the Patriots during the revolutionary times. And we are at the bar at the pub talking together coming with solutions, discussing what's going on and realizing what the real problems are and having dialogue on these things. I don't, I don't think any of us agree with, with anything a hundred percent, but the fact that we can do this um, in this style, this is it, sometimes I want to change it. Some I don't want to change the movement or nothing, but I cause sometimes want to title the room like the uh, Liberty pub or something. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, me and my homies would have been at the strip club, but I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, I don't believe you. Know, you. <laughs> Just kidding. We, we definitely need to have these um, conversations as far as communicating back and forth. Um, so I'll be, you know, like I said, for anybody, my last thing to say in the room, and I'm, I'm going to be quiet and let her do her thing, is if you're not looking uh, for protection to protect you and your family, um, start today. If you haven't, if you've never done it in the past, start today. Start looking at things. Uh, they have sales. If you can't afford things, they have sales where you can make railway uh, plans and uh, they got mm-hmm. afterpays and everything else. So, you know, like I said, as far as uh, please take it more serious because this is a serious topic. That's all. Yes, definitely. This is, it's not, it's, it's not really just a topic. This is your livelihood. This is, this is about your, your life and your family. So, I want to say, ooh, excuse me. I want to say um, I appreciate all of you guys for being here. Um, you guys can be anywhere doing anything, but y'all are here, and I really, truly appreciate all of you. Um, I didn't get to get to all the comments today. I do apologize. I will try to do better with those next time. I would like to thank uh, Philip for being here. Uh, Melissa, I saw you up there, but, yeah, it's uh, it's – the show's it's over, but we'll be back tomorrow. Make sure y'all come back tomorrow. We can continue the conversation. We have some good things to talk about. John, Jackie, Philip, Robert, Wanderer, Chocolate, Misters, um, Ion, Joe. Oh my, I'm the worst with names. I do love you guys for your patience. Jillness, Laddie, C, Corey, Cheryl, Bella, Melissa, Kenneth, Debbie, Sonia, Philip, and George, Kayla, Irma. Um, Darlene, Amaru, Max, Gerald, Nimbus, Empress, Edra, D, Stanley, Mister, and the rest of you guys who I cannot see your profiles. You guys are the best on the planet. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. I love you guys. God bless you. And I'm going to close out in the anthem. And I did put that thing in there for the Zoom. I want to get Zoom because I want to start live streaming with you guys and talking with you guys live. And we can, you can see my face in person. So, I'm working on that so that we can start seeing each other and having conversations more than just audio, but with video as well. All right, you guys, I'm going to close on our anthem. Bye. Maybe. Or is it that? <laughs> Where is the play button? Okay, here we go. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and happiness. That to secure these.
Instruments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property. Be free. I love the fact that y'all stay here for the whole anthem. I just want to throw that out there. Like, 63 of y'all are still here, and y'all listen to the anthem. Like I said, y'all the best in the world. God bless you guys. Bye.